And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things Sumo. Yeah, and we're going to talk about days 11 through 15 of the Kyushu 2022 Basho. And I'm going to tell you outright, it left a real bad taste in my <laughs> mouth. I don't know about y'all. Actually, I do know about y'all yeah. because I've been emailing with people. <laughs> We've all been processing it together. And this has been a rough run, rough one. For a lot of different people. Yeah, we all need to form a sumo support group for Kyushu 2022 because I feel like Ugh. we need to talk this one out. Yeah, and we are going to talk <laughs> it out. We're going to talk it through a lot this afternoon. But first, can we talk about some winners first, Absolutely. Please? Bingo winners. Congratulations. We had two amazing bingo winners. Uh, one here in the U.S. and one in, I think, the U.K., right? Epsom near London. All right. Yeah. Yes. So good day. Um, is, is that what they say? I'm Epsom? sure. Sure. Yeah. So we had bingo come in on Thursday, November 24th. And then our makikoshi came in Friday, November 25th. All right. So, wow. Let's just do a little highlight. Congratulations to our winners, by the way. Our kachikoshi winner will get my infamous jam and other awesome prizes. Compliments of Robert. Robert big at sumo Big Sumo. Fan, who we love. Who we adore. And uh, who knows what else we'll throw in. We have all kinds of fun, cool stuff that we're going to be sending you all and also our drawing winners. So everyone seems to get a prize this time of year, and I, I love giving away prizes just like Oprah. Me too. But let's read just a tiny little bit about our Kachikoshi winner. And it is a tiny little bit. It is. Didn't have much to say. This is so, a man of few words. Well, just like sumo wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, a boy named Sue won and said, thank you very much. I don't have much to say. Just let me give a shout out to the Nato Sumo Discord and the Wakataka Kage and Tobizaru uh, wrestlers for Yokozuna. So that's all this bingo winner wanted to say is that Wakataka Kage and Tobizaru for Yokozuna. <laughs> and thank you for Nato Sumo. And that is true. I mean, I watch Nato Sumo all the time. I like, do too. That's how I usually get through. Because sometimes I don't have even 30 minutes in my day to watch the NHK highlights or wait around for them. So I watch Nato. So I'd also have to add to that. Shout out to Nato Sumo for doing incredible work so fast so I can wake up in the morning and get my cup of joe along with a side of Sumo. A boy named Sue is dreaming big, dreaming big on the our next like our next version of what a Yokozuna could be. Yeah. I like his vision. It would be exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. To have those two as Yokozuna? Yeah. Well, and a little side note, Yokozuna Deliberation Council has been meeting afterwards, and the head of the YDC didn't necessarily mention those two, but mentioned Takakesho mm -hmm. and basically said, yeah, he kind of has what it takes. Yeah. It, well, yes, but also we have to remember Kasino Sato did not have two back-to-back Yushos, -back which is usually typically what makes you a Yokozuna. So they can look back at your last year. The controversy there is that Takakeisho's had a weird last year with injury and with being Kadoban and all that kind of stuff. So he doesn't have the shining record that they want, but they hinted that like, could be possible. He's wrestling like it's possible. I saw the quote. And with the runner being a runner-up, it yeah. kind of, it's close. It's close enough well, if you have a good... Remember Taran Fuji, his second... He won a Basho, mm -hmm. and then his second one, mm -hmm. he had he had to fight Hakaho on the last day. Right. And he lost. And they gave him Yokozuna. Right. And I thought that was brilliant. Yes, right. he absolutely deserved it. So I read that announcement, and, and 
okay, Takakesho, three-way, three-way runoff. Yeah, I mean, he for On he day performed. 15, so he's kind of a bit of a runner-up or a co-champ. But the, the announcement, I think, said, if he wins the next Basho, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it was a big <laughs> if, when. But they think he's got potential. <laughs> That's it. Which is exciting. And they're talking about someone new, and that's great. Yeah. Well, how about our Maki Koshi winner? Our Maki Koshi winner, Reese Lewis. First got into sumo when he was working at the Rugby World Cup in Tokyo in 2019. Oh, cool. Great job, right? Yeah. The September Basho was on TV in our office. So on my day off, I got up early and queued for day seats at Ryogoku Kokugikan from 6 a.m. He got up early. Having done very little research, I didn't really know what I was watching, but a Japanese couple sitting next to me spoke English and talked to me through all of the action. That's so nice That's of awesome. someone to do the that. The Japanese are cool. They're huh. very kind people. Well, these people were big Endo fans, so he became an instant favorite for me, as did Enho for memorably proving that sumo can be a little guy's sport. Yes. While in Tokyo, I also paid a visit to the Arashio Beya, oh, so became a cool. fan of Wakataka Kage when I started wow. watching the Bashos online last year and went back to listen to Sumo Kaboom from the very beginning What to learn about the sport. <laughs> I am so impressed. I'm, I'm so sorry because we were really clueless in the beginning. Well, people have said, y'all have gotten better, which is sort of a strange compliment. <laughs> Back in him, maybe maybe our early episodes were a bit rougher than we realized. Well, there was a lot of concepts we were grasping way yeah. back then that yeah. were new. Like I knew I understood sumo, but I didn't know the depth of of all the how to pronounce everything and the ranking our system. Was and really, our pronunciation is pretty ooh, tragic. We've but. learned a lot since we began. Yes. But thank you for all of you sticking with us. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> for giving us <laughs> our transgressions, as, our sumo transgressions. As we were going through all of our bingo emails and thinking about prizes, I I also gave away some technique prizes because people sent in some really wonderful emails. I gave away a couple of creative technique prizes for bingo submissions. Yes. A lot I, of creativity, a lot of cute yes. little stamps. Exactly. And how people mark their cards. and I gave one to Tasha Pretzel for uh, some really wonderful crying eye artwork on her bingo <laughs> card on top of Teretsuyoshi's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is perfectly yeah, appropriate. I know. I also gave a creative technique prize to Hagar Hecht for this haiku. The fiery leaves make their slow way to the ground with Takayasu. <laughs> And it oh, sort of broke my heart know, and made me laugh at the same time. If you haven't time. watched Sumo, then we're about to tell you what that's all about. Yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. talk more about that. Mm-hmm. I also gave a just a technique award, a Gino show, to Daniel Chan, who really wonderfully described the training he's been doing with his mouse hand <laughs> and the stats that he has been learning all year long to get ready for his bingo. He says that he's honed his Yotsuzuma well and was able to grip the mouse well, this oh, basho. Good, So good. very good technique good. Yes. to Daniel Chan. Yeah, but we got another email, by the way, from um, Zachary. Yeah. He has played before, and I think last time he had a bingo, and he said he played with his grandfather, his Japanese grandfather, who's 86 and he played again this time and this time he got his I think his mom and his sister in and he sent us the coolest email about his family history and uh, I hope he doesn't mind if we share but he said um, my grandfather is a second generation Japanese American and they lived on the west coast and if anyone's 
keyed into American history. Um, he was interned in 1942 at the age of six, which is what America did to Japanese citizens during the war, is basically put them in a, an internment camp. And uh, there was a former rikshi who would teach the kids sumo and organize tournaments within the camp. And his grandpa was an exceptional wrestler, and he would win these tournaments. I think he was like a kid, you know, he's like six years old. And as for prize winning, they would receive a box of used comic books, and they were golden age comics like Superman, which he laments not keeping because they would be probably worth like a yeah, zillion dollars today. Yeah. <laughs> But he said, it absolutely amazes me how that generation experienced one of the most disgraceful acts in American history and in the face of unfathomable, I cannot say unfathomable, say it, unfathomable well done. adversity truly made the most of it, which I thought was cool. You all, like we are tracking all of our sumo bingos, but we also love having conversations with all of you. Yeah. And sometimes we just find out the coolest things about who's playing who they're playing with how they came to sumo and it and what sumo it, means so, to you yeah it's so cool so thank you all for playing bingo with us we love hosting the game we love your spirit thank you for adjusting to the new card we'll keep you updated what we do next time yeah um, but thank you for humoring us and uh thanks. until january yeah and thanks everyone for playing bingo so we jump into it news flash sure All right. I feel like I can say this because we haven't really talked about him much because he's a jurio, but it's a wrestler that we all know and love, Yutakayama. He announced after day 12 that he was going to officially retire. So we lost Chiyotairu last mm -hmm. week. We lost Yutakayama. It was, it was a rough week. It was, but he says he's been dealing with this elbow pain in both elbows. And he, he said last year he cut his right bicep, like one of his muscles there, and he's been in pain in his daily life. He can't hold his child without pain, you know? Oh. I mean, it's it's sad, but he is so well-loved in the Tokitsukaze stable and his master. He said, you know, this this guy is has a cheerful personality. He always took really good care of the young people during training, you know. Did he? Yes. Like, That's he's nice just really hear. beloved, and his coach loves him. He, he encouraged him to push on. But you know what? He just said, I'm ready to move on in the second <laughs> part of my life. He wants to become a trainer so that he can help some of these younger guys avoid the pain and the injury he had coming up into the sport. Yeah, keep your elbows safe, y'all. Yeah. So he wants to teach basic exercises to actual real people of the world of sumo because he thinks that the sumo exercises should be shared with regular average people. So he's going to be a trainer in Tokyo to regular people, which means when you and I go there, we can sign up for a private session with Yutakiyama. Oh, I thought you were saying he was going to train sumo wrestlers, he's, but that's well, not his it? his coach said that he is always welcome in the Tokitsukaze oh, so stable. So he can come back in. He will always have him around because he's such a role model for the younger guys. But he's going to be also working with the public. So good for him. Good for him. Sad for us, but good for him. Yeah. New I'm going to miss his sumo because uh, when he was in the top division, I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah. He had a great style. Yeah. Okay. So this is a little bit of a fun Fun one I found. And all the rest of the news, I can't really say right now. Otherwise, it'll just give it all away. But anyway, there is a sumo wrestling street performer. And he used to be a Makushita wrestler. And I think he got injured. He herniated a disc. So he left sumo mm -hmm. early on. And he became 
a street performer that's really well known, and his name is Gochanko-san. And uh, after he went pro and he left, he uh, made it to the streets of Tokyo. And apparently, I think he retired in 2017. He has been thrilling people on the streets of Tokyo. Doing what? He freestyle raps songs okay. about sumo, some sumo injury. He has a rap song that he freestyles called, freestyles called Hernia. Okay, I love it. <laughs> And another one called Road. He wears a mawashi and he stands out there in the street and he says that the excitement I feel performing for people in a mawashi in the streets of Tokyo is the exact same feeling I have entering the doyo. Oh, he's like the naked cowboy (laughs) in New York City. Yes. Okay, y'all, if you don't know about the naked cowboy, he's a guy who stands in Times Square wearing boots, a cowboy hat. He's a muscular, handsome guy with tidy whities. Yeah, he looks kind of like Fabio. Yeah. He's very handsome. Yeah, but always wearing tidy whities and nothing else, of course. In the middle of winter. Yeah, middle of winter. Of course, everybody just wants to get their picture taken with him. And that's what he does. That is what he does and everybody knows him as the naked cowboy <laughs> yeah so keep an eye out for him especially if you're visiting go ask where you can find gochanko san anyway other things to mention i won't say other than boy what a time this last week was shall we jump into our highlights Okay, sure. You want to take it from beginning to end? Start at day 11? Yeah, we'll okay. start at day 11. All right, so we will get to that final day, y'all, but let's talk about what we loved. <laughs> day 11. Oh, if you want to go back and talk about Oho versus Obi on day 11, I remember writing, okay. Now we are seeing the young kid with the great record start fighting with a lot of skill and talent with the upper rankers. And you're uh, referring to uh, Oho? Uh huh. Okay. Because Oho, I've been amazed by Oho. He just kind of snuck up. And I know he's a grandson of Taiho. I get that. I think he's a handsome young kid and he's like Kota Nawaka to me. I'm excited about this new generation. But this day, he lost. And that's <laughs> because Avi. Is actually not high up in the ranks. He's Mike Shear 9, but he has been there. But I think what's Abi's highest rank is Sekiwake, I think, or anyway. Can't remember. Komasubi or Sekiwake. Yeah. One of those. I know but he's been Sanyaku. I noticed, though, in this match that Abi um, had mad Notawa and Tsupari skills, and he smokes Oho. So it was noticeable that day. His skill was like, he's on his way up Oho, but he doesn't have the skills quite yet to deal with the murder arms of Abby. Well, and Lev, let's give congratulations to the guy who deserves it. I mean, Abby's Notawa, Abby's Supari attacks have been right on this yeah. Basho. He may be almost 100%. Not pusher quite. thruster, and that may be his game, but it's, well, his he's lo- great at it. His long, well, and he's not always great at it. That's what I find so fascinating. But this Basho, he was on, just like Tamawashi last time was on, but this time he's off. Right. Abby is on. So whether it's timing Momentum, or whether mojo. it's aggression, I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, from beginning to end. It's been that fire. That has been right on with Abby. And, yeah. and uh, Oho has been strong. I, th- I think maybe he just didn't have the speed to get out of the way. Right. I also would like to say on day 11, Takara Fuji got his very first win over Okino Umi. And, and that uh, was a huge relief. <laughs> 
Bless, bless his Wasn't heart. It? Bless his heart. I was pulling for him. I wanted him to get just one win. I was like, he's clearly injured. I don't know what's going on, but Takeda Fuji is a mu- much better wrestler. But thank God he got a win on day eleven. Yeah, the injured man won. Tobizaru versus Midori Fuji. I love this match due to the low down nature of it, the fast rhythm, the quick attack at the end. Tobizaru did great fending off Midori Fuji until he just couldn't anymore because Midori Fuji is just too much, too fast, and too close inside. And when he finally got inside by just forcing it to happen, sheer will, this kid, Midori Fuji, has so much heart. He made quick work of it and pulled a lovely Sukunage throw, a beltless arm throw. It was pretty, it was beautiful. And to make it look that easy against Tobizaru, who fights similarly. It was fun to watch that. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Also to be noted on day 11, this is the last match I'll mention, Shodai absorbs Itachi Ai against Wakatakakage, gets too high, but also gets a double hand inside grip on Wakatakakage and escorted him back and out. So Shodai on day 11 gets a win against Wakatakakage. So Shodai sitting at five and six, Wakatakakage sitting at six and five. Uh, Interesting record. Well, and that was important on day 11 because we were, I know I was, still rooting for Shodai to get that Kachikoshi. Yeah, me too. And it was a really solid win against Wakataka Kage, who could have been very dangerous. Right. So he showed, okay, yes, Mm -hmm. I can still do this. Yes. Going into day 12, I just want to remind you of the record. After day 11, Hoshoryu was in the lead. Right. 10 and 1. (laughs) (sighs) Takiyasu and Oho were tied for second place on day 12. Things change quickly yes. in the sumo world. A few things to mention for day 12. Teretsuyoshi went to zero and 12. Oh, God I'm just going to, I wrote it down every single day <laughs> because I was just so amazed at his record. I know. He could throw all the salt in the world. It was not working. Oh. And... <laughs> I just always go back to the last Basho. He should have fallen down to Jurio in the last Basho, yeah. but because of Bonzuke magic he stayed really low in this top division and it just it just kind of showed he really i mean the injury whatever it is he really does need to go down to jurio to rest it out but anyway day 12 zero and 12 <laughs> takanosho met ura and i just want to say this whole basho i've really been fascinated by takanosho because he's struggled he's way better then he yeah. is fighting right now. He had a weird no-tachi ideal in this match. Yeah, yeah. But just overall, his performance has just been strangely... I hate to say lackluster, because it wasn't lackluster in this fight. But something's hot, but, like Takara Fuji. But I feel off. like he should be much higher and performing much better. Yeah. So that is why I wrote this match down, because to me, I thought, okay, there is the old Takanosho. But it was a very odd little match. There was no Tachi-Ai, just like you said. Takanosho grabbed Ura's neck, he pushed back, and then he must have swatted with his left hand because Ura went sailing in the opposite direction, rolling like a ball, almost head over heels, with very, very little effort from Takanosho. It was it was called an Oshitaoshi, and maybe it was a balance issue, but it was really odd because of the force with which Ura sailed across the doyo. And it looked like the smallest swat from Takanosho. So I was kind of flummoxed by this, just like I'm flummoxed by Takanosho's record at this point. Agree. Okay, day 12, a little further in the day, Takayasu soundly beat Ryuden. 
I was 100% behind this, loving that Takayasu was in second place. I honestly felt like it was the best place for him. Yeah. Don't put him out in front. I feel like it's way more stressful to be yeah. out in front at day 12. I liked him in second place. I was hoping he would just hold on to this spot. Tobizaru versus Wakamoto Haru. I am so in love with Wakamoto Haru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little mm-hmm. ridiculous. Essentially what I saw in this fight is Wakamoto Haru thinking, no silly stuff. None. Absolutely none. He just oshidashi Tobizaru out. One push on the chest. I think I swooned. I loved it. Midori Fuji versus Daesho. This was an interesting match to me. On day 12, there were no pushes from Daesho, primarily because Midori Fuji, <laughs> Midori Fuji, Midori Fuji jumped in and velcroed himself to Daesho's upper chest. Daesho wiggled, Daesho turned, grabbed Midori Fuji's arms, and muscled him out. Yorikiri. There was no belt involved. It was, it, but it was a very different style for Daesha, which I appreciated. Yeah, I wrote that. I call, I've i nicknamed Midori Fuji the Nat. And I'm going to, I'm going to call him Velcro Man. Great. <laughs> Daesha was not up for any of that Nat business. He was like, get out of my face. Get off my, you know how Matt, like a Nat is always trying to like get in your mouth or your nose. Yes. And you're always just like, get away. That's how I felt like Daisho's attitude was about Midori Fuji. It's yeah. like, get off of me. It showed a lot more skill mm-hmm. for Daisho, mm-hmm. I think, because I tend to think of Daisho as just a one man band. He just pushes and that's it. Oh man. I, but I don't but, think so. But. but well, that's what I'm saying is in this fight, he showed that he's not. He can do a whole lot more yeah. with a, a smaller, faster opponent. Yeah. And Daesho's not slow. He's fast no, himself. Very fast. Okay. The biggest fight for me on day 12 was the Oho Hoshoryu fight. Again, mm-hmm. remember Hoshoryu is in first place. Oho is tied for second. So this was a brilliant piece of programming on day 12. I loved it. Hoshoryu was absolutely confident going into this fight. That's what he seemed. This was, again, I'm just amazed. Maegashira 13 and a Sekiwake yep. meeting up here. It should have been very simple and over very fast. Hoshoryu leapt in and Oshid for all his might. And Oho stepped in to meet him. And then he stepped back into the side and slapped down Hoshoryu with a Hataki Komi, showing that he was watching and showing that he has a lot of really great skills. So this was the surprise win for me on day 12 when Oho beat Hoshoryu. Also really fun on day 12, Wakataka Kage versus Abi. Abi jumped at the Tachiai first, though, which I think is interesting. It shows that he's trying to get, he like, his style depends on how and when he gets off at the Tachiai. Mm-hmm. Then the next time, the next time he went for the Tachiai, he jumped and stepped to the side. Uh, and that became a theme. It did. For later. It did. Uh, a couple other things to mention on this day. Takakesho canniballed Nishikifuji. They were both at eight and three. And Nishikifuji just could not evade or fight back against the ocean of Oshis from Takakesho. So Takakesho looking good. Shodai, no room for error. Met Kiribayama. Kiribayama got his kachikoshi on this Yay. day. So that took Shodai to five and seven, which meant there was really, really no room 
for error. That's right. And I also wrote down that Shodai just seems to be getting locked up more often in this Basho. His arms, it's like people are locking them up on the inside and he could not escape. But what that meant was by the end of the day, Hoshoryu, Takayasu, and Oho were tied for first place. And again, I was all for this because no one's in the lead. It's a three-way tie, so there's not as much stress, right? Takakesho, Abi, and Kagiyaki were tied for second. All right, day 13. This was an exciting day. I liked this day. I have some other matches to mention that may not be ones you really, really remember, but they were interesting to me. The Ichi Yamamoto versus Tochinoshin match was interesting because I think Ichi Yamamoto tried his best, his absolute best, but he's just not quite there yet against the strength. You know, you look at his little skinny legs, you know, up against Tochinoshin and you're like, these men are very different. It's like an Aspen versus a Redwood. Yeah, like a sturdy oak. Yeah. Giant sequoia. Yeah, exactly. Versus a very small little Aspen. Exactly. But uh, Tochinoshin is fierce and he is strong and Ichi Yamamoto made his made him dance all around the doyo, and he managed to escape a few times. Ultimately, though, the veteran decided, I can't lift up on this kid and walk him out. So he's actually got a grip on my belt, so he's gaining more leverage. I better just throw him down right now. <laughs> and he did right at the right moment. He threw a nice sukunage throw, tochi pancakes on top of him. Ichi Yamamoto's arms were splayed out and he knew he was beat and quite exhausted. But uh, it was a fun match of veteran versus new kid or newer kid. And uh, I like to see maybe next time what he learned from fighting someone like Tochi Notion. Mm. Indo versus Hidedoumi. Hidedoumi, uh, another surprise, like, what? He's got a winning record at this point. He's eight and four prior to this match, and after this, nine and four. Because Indo is strong, he thrusts and advances on Hidedoumi, but that seems to turn. And Hidedoumi, he just shot up all guns ablaze and just, he advanced right back on Indo. And then, like a pro, forces Indo out with a belt grab. He has a really nice record. And I think he'll be moving up the ranks. And wasn't Hidedoumi just like introduced to Makauchi? Yeah, he's like... brand new. He is brand new. I was very impressed <laughs> very by good. this one too. Yeah, because I mean, Endo's having a rougher basho overall. Yeah. yeah. But he looked really good. And Endo's not so easy to wrap up. No. He did a great job. Yeah. Midori Fuji versus Kotonowaka. The little man goes in and gets close on Kotonowaka and tries his best with a Katsukashi grip. And Kotonowaka does a great job, too, of getting back and dislodged from Midori Fuji's close wrap-up grasp that he loves. Kotonowaka separates, keeps Midori Fuji out in front of him, which is great because now he has a chance. But Midori Fuji somehow just sneakily gets in close again. But this time, Kotonowaka is close to the edge and he somehow rotates Midori Fuji around, lifts up under his pits and pushes him out. Kotonowaka gets his kachikoshi with this win and proved he's getting better and better and better. And a and a guy that has been so difficult, Midori Fuji, because of his size, the little man up against a giant killer, the giant killer, this young kid sitting at Maegashir 1, Kotonowaka, is figuring it out. And I love that because he's going to continue to work up the ranks. He is a star of tomorrow, as long as he stays, stays healthy. Takayasu versus Oho. They brought these two together because... They were both at 10-2. Yeah. 
huge kachiage. And they had never met before. Right. Right. There's a huge kachiage forearm blast from Takiyasu, who has been rocking the kachiage every single match. And I, I wasn't actually sure that Oho was going to recover from that forearm blast, but he actually does. And he does quickly. Oho gets back in there, tries to get a grip, but unfortunately the bear got a shallow grip on Oho first and is manhandling him upwards. Takayasu shifts to a better grip with his right outside left inside grip on Oho and sets up for a lift as if he was going to move Oho back and out. But he fooled him because he lift up. He lifted up and then he threw him down to the dirt with an uwatanage. It's like, it looks like I'm moving you back and out to the edge, but no, I'm going to pull you forward and or I'm going to throw you. you oh, know? I see. It was see. just kind of one of those things where I was like, that's, it happened so fast. And he made such an effort to lead the other wrestler into the belief that he was about to get Yuri carried or Oshidashied or whatever, moving backwards, but instead changed the momentum in a split second, fooled him. And that's how he... Uh, won that match. I like the way Takayasu changed the grip on his left hand because he had the belt in the front mm. and then he very quickly, perfectly shifted it to the back for that Uwatanage. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's those little small hand placements that are so perfect mm-hmm. that win matches for people. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I've And it's taken me a long time to watch the hands, like I used to only watch the feet just to be able to see if they're in or out of mm-hmm. the ring. Mm-hmm. And now I'm beginning, I guess I've watched enough, now that I'm beginning to really appreciate how their fingers are going in and under and around the belt mm-hmm. and when they shift. Mm-hmm. So I just thought this one was really fun to watch for the hand placement. Yeah, absolutely. Tamawashi uh, beat Shodai with an Oshidashi. Oh, this was a bummer. Yeah, it this was, was a bummer. It was a Notawa attack by Tamawashi. It looked like Tamawashi of the last tournament. It was like he had a vendetta. He turned it on and we haven't seen that much from Tamawashi. Shodai could not escape as much dancing around the ring as he could try, but it did not work on Tamawashi. The strongman won out. Shodai lost his Ozeki status all in that that moment in time. <laughs> and that meant we lost two Ozekis, really. <laughs> this Basho, Mitakeyumi, <laughs> failed to get his 10 wins to go back up to his Ozeki rank. And then Shodai oh, could no longer get his yeah. Kachikoji. So we were down. We were 60% down. It just is. <laughs> 66% down. whole tournament's just been so broken sad. hearted. Oh. But anyway, Takakesho beat Hoshoryu. They are tied at 10 and 3 because Takakesho was just the better wrestler in this match. Yeah. So Oshidashi win for Takakesho, who's tied with Hoshoryu sitting at 10 and 3. And who else is sitting at uh, Oho? T- Oho? And Abi. And uh, the uh, crowded field with Takayasu, one behind. No. Takayasu is 11. 11-2? Wait, yes. what day am I this looking at? This was oh, sorry. the day that Takayasu pulled ahead. Yes. <laughs> day 14 day 14 I'll just say this is the last time I will mention it but Teretsuyoshi went down in flames again for a 0 and 14 God. record and yes. I just have to say man it's got to be so hard to get up and lose 14 days in a row Oh, but he's doing it. He's doing it. He gets up every day, puts his pants on, goes to the Kokagi Con and gets beat again. Yep. 
God bless him. I was so impressed by this Okino Umichio Shoma fight on day 14. It was a really long match. Mm. They locked up belt to belt for a long time. Long match where Shioshoma would dig deep and he would try a throw mm -hmm. or a twist. And Okino Umi played low and deep and countered every single move that he made with these small, beautiful movements. It was like a it was just like those old belt battles that I absolutely love with shifting micro movements. Slowly, Okinomi worked Tiyoshoma back and out and down to the ground. But I was so impressed and I thought, Boy, Okinoumi, he nabbed his kachikoshi with that match, and it was so well-deserved. The Okinoumi of old coming to the fore. I just really like that man's style. I really do. Hirodoumi versus Nishikifuji made it look easy. He made it look easy. It was a push, a push. Suddenly, he was under Nishikifuji's armpits. He moved forward and took Nishikifuji out on day 14. There are some other fights that I really enjoyed on day 14, but I'm just trying to stick with the big ones. Takayasu versus Kagayaki. Takayasu has already met all the Sanyaku people on day 14, and he's in the lead. So I think it's safe to say... <laughs> Well, I, I'll just speak for myself. I was 150% behind Takayasu. Of course. On day 14, moving th forward through the end. I think like, they kind of threw him a bone. Even though Kagiaki has a good record this time, he's sitting at Maegashira 15. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> Takayasu's Maegashira yeah, 1. <laughs> but he's up, he's, he's on the leaderboard, or he was the yeah, day before. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right? Like, they so, gave him a match that they were like, he could well, win this one. <laughs> I mean, he's the next highest person... That he can meet. I mean, I understand why they, why they did it. But oh, there was a touchy eye. And then they traded slaps. They traded some supari. Kageyaki had Takayasu on the run. And that's where I started to get a little bit worried. And then Takayasu turned the tide. He had Kageyaki on the Tawada. And then Takayasu backed up and slapped Kageyaki down to win. I was a little worried at this yeah. bout. But Takayasu came out for the win, and I was so thrilled because that meant he was going into day 15 mm -hmm. still at the number one slot. And I thought, okay, great. The stress is not bothering him. He's looking good. Great. Awesome. This one needs to be mentioned simply for the save. Ryudin versus Daesho on day 14. Daesho pushed Ryudin all the way to the edge, going out. He had Ryudin turned like... <laughs> Turn the opposite way, like face out of the ring, butt in the ring, and butt somehow. First. I mean, that slow mo like, butt was very exposed. Yeah, Ryudin's <laughs> arms were flailing, his butt inside his head, hovering outside the ring. Butt inside his head? His butt inside the ring, his head hovering <laughs> outside like, the ring. Butts in his head? And somehow, still, Ryudin spun and stayed in. I really have absolutely no idea how Holy he did moly, it. Holy moly, this he match spun, was fun. He got Daesho's belt, and Daesho was like, I, I'm, I'm all out of answers here. Like, I gave you my best. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. Well, and Ryudin won. But Daesho, honestly, it's that save that well, did it. Yeah, but Daesho also gave up because he thought that Ryudin, he there was he had no him. way he was going to recover <laughs> from the face plant he was about to do with his oh. butt straight up in the air. And understandably, it looked like no one could recover from that. But yes. Ryudin did. He did. Uh, so impressed uh, just because of the save. Okay. Abi versus Hoshoryu, both at 10-3. I liked this. 
I liked it because it was a hand pull down. So it was at least something different mm -hmm. from Abi. It was a Hikiotoshi hand pull down that Abi pulled on Hoshoryu. I like it. I have to be honest. I like it because I, I do enjoy watching Hoshoryu lose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am. I really don't like saying that. But what it meant was Hoshoryu was now out of the running for a U show, and Abi advanced, and he was still in the running for a U show. So they could have knocked each other out no. at this point. I think this is all fuel for Hoshoryu because I think we all have noticed he's on the path to greatness. He's on his uncle's path. Yeah. And I think he'll get there because he uses each one of these. You can see him afterwards. He, If he loses, he looks square in that wrestler's eyes and he's like, never again, never again. <laughs> I really do like the kid, but there's something about like all of these are going to add up to something huge for him in the future, I think. Yes, yes. Takakesho versus Oho. This was their first meeting. This time, Ozeki versus Magashira 13, which is amazing Cookie. in and of itself. <laughs> Takakesho had no trouble showing Oho how it was done on day 14. Oho just looked lumbering and tall in comparison to Takakesho's short little hamster shoves. Yeah. But they worked 100%. Takakesho came out with this win. And then we saw, we were treated to Mitakiyumi versus Shodai, which I have to say, I absolutely loved on day 14 because nothing was on the line. Right. It was a fun match. It <laughs> was like, Ozeki. yeah, two guys <laughs> out for a game of soccer in the backfield. And and each one of them shoved the other one to the edge of the ring. I, I just absolutely loved it. They looked like they, at least they were enjoying themselves and the stress was gone and they were having a grand old time. And they're tied at six and eight. Yeah, because Shodai came out with a win yeah. that time. I just, I thought it was great. It was, it was almost like, it was almost like a comedy routine at the end of a really stressful day. It was just two guys having a grand old time. So my excitement was high. And I will have to say so many people, so many fans were loving that Takayasu was set up in that first place, 12 and two going into day 15 with Abi and Takakesho trailing at 11-3. Yeah. Now, day 15, I just want to talk real quickly before we talk about really what happened in a nutshell. The Ichiyamamoto versus Sada Naomi fight. Ichiyamamoto... Um, well, and this set the tone for the entire yes, day. Yes, it did. Because... I like Sada Naomi and I like this pairing. It was exciting. It was a little fast. They got pushed to the edge. Basically, there was an attempted throw by Sada Naomi as he was going backside out of the doyo, if I remember. And in that, Ichiyamamoto flew off the doyo and fell really hard. He tweaked his knee. I think he hyperextended it. Something. It was he landed. Awful. He landed like straight legs, like, like little toothpicks. Yep. And it jammed something and he couldn't get up. And it left like a sick feeling. You know, I, I hate it when they get injured. I absolutely hate it. For me personally, it really, it leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, I love this sport, but I just hate what they do to their bodies and how they get injured. But anyway. What's odd to me is for me personally, it's not as hard to watch people injure their their legs or their arms for some reason mm. like it was it was hard to watch yes yeah. ichiyamamoto but not as hard as what was to come yeah yeah if they can't That's get it back harder. on the doyo though like or and they end up in a wheelchair on their way out oh i just i go which this is, is bad yeah which is what happened yeah yeah 
So it was a very close call. Even if there was a Tori Naoshi, it would have, nobody would have been able to, I mean, Ichi Yamamoto wouldn't be able to continue on with that. So, and then in a nutshell, we've got Takayasu versus Abi. There were so many other fights, you know, we had Wakamoto Haru versus Oho, and they both finished at 10 and 5. I mean, we had a, a Hira Umi finished with 10 and 5 after this day. But what we're talking about is who's on the leaderboard, how this day is going to pan out, and it's Takayasu versus Abi. Now, Takayasu is one ahead. If Abi wins... This is the regulation match. Yes. Then we know they're going to meet again in a playoff. If Takayasu wins... Then we've got a Yusha champion. Right. So the way this match went down is um, good, strong sumo from both of them. Abi's supari game, all of his attacking is what paid off. Even though I couldn't understand how exactly he ended up beating Takayasu, he was just lightning fast. His supari, his pushing, his shoves just had Takayasu reeling backwards. And it ended up being a Tsukiteoshi win, which is just a definition in case you want to know what that is, because we don't always see that. But it's a kimarite in which the attacker, after a heated slapping exchange which is, and thrusts, uh, he thrust his opponent over onto his backside. So it was kind of like he smacked him over and out and Takayasu kind of fell backwards at the edge and he kind of looked like he fell out himself. But he squarely got beaten by Abi. And I was just like, did did he not win the Tachiai? Like, how is it? How did it happen? But whatever the case is, I was like, okay, it's 12 and three. It's even, you know what? He'll win again in the end. We'll have a matchup, but we have to see how the next couple of matches go and we've got another contender wait can we talk about how he landed before we go on because i think talk about it well because this is a big piece for me of the trouble of the day when takayasu fell off the doyo in the regulation match he fell off the side of the doyo and onto his head and neck on the floor and got up very slowly and was shaking his head and like moving his neck around. And you could tell that something was off. Right. He was very slow to get back up. And I, at that point, thought something is terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And surely they're going to have him go back and talk to a doctor or something. Right. No. But we heard nothing about no. that. But it's a tender spot. It's a dangerous spot. That's where I get the sick feeling in my stomach. I, I, I remember looking at it and being like, oh, that's not good, but he's walking. But like, it could have just been, I didn't think of it quite as seriously. Oh, I did because his head smacked the floor. And you know, when guys are walking around and you can see them like trying on their muscles for size, like, mm-hmm. am I hurt? Am mm-hmm. I okay? Mm-hmm. Like I could see him doing that. Mm-hmm. And that, that bothered me. So then we've got um, that match that happened. But the other match that we're uh, keeping an eye on, or as we go through the rest of the matches, now we know Takakesho is sitting at 12 and 3, him versus Wakataka Kage. So Takakesho came out of this one against Wakataka Kage, a great, great matchup for ultimate height, like to have Takakesho go up against Wakataka Kage. And he won with a Hataki Komi slapdown. And I if I remember correctly, it was pretty playbook and straightforward, I think. It seemed like, am I wrong? Wakataka Kage just got beat square. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay. Then we've got, for the first time in 28 years, a playoff between three 
wrestlers. Yeah. Takayasu, Takakesho, and Abi. To Which I First of all, I didn't like because I wanted, I really did want Takayasu to win it outright. He's my favorite wrestler, and that's all I wanted to. But I thought, okay, surely someone's going to come out and talk to us about his injury from that regulation match, right? Right. Surely they're going to bring a doctor out. No. Surely. (laughs) Surely. No. 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 So next time we see them, they're like drawing 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 lots, and Takayasu is still... Move like he's still shaken up. He's still moving his head side to side, mm-hmm. going, "Is my neck okay? Is my neck okay?" Mm-hmm. And drawing lots. Yeah, and that's for me when everything like the lights started to become dark. Yeah, like oh, something terrible is yeah. starting to occur. Yeah. So Takayasu and Abi, they're up first, and basically this is all that anyone cares about. They Abi made a lot of enemies in this match because as it went. Everyone's favorite, everyone's darling, everyone's always a bridesmaid. Takiyasu goes in uh, at the Tachiai, goes straight forward in an honorable yeah. uh, way. And Abi does a henka. And it's a Hataki Komi slapdown. Takiyasu's in the dirt. But in the midst of that henka, he goes straight forward with all the energy he can. He hits his head and his neck, tweaks it again on Abby's peck. And then when he falls to the ground, he cannot get up. And I have a sick, sick, sick feeling in my stomach because this is what reminds me of Takakesho's neck injury that he had where you're seeing this big, strong man can't lift his head up off the ground. Something was terribly Terribly wrong. wrong. And we've got to watch it. And we're watching it in real time. And it's painful and it's awful. I mean, that's one thing. But the thing is, the next match, if... Abby doesn't win it, which at this moment in well, time... Well, wait, let's not even go there yet. Uh, hold on. I want to set the stage for where, okay. where I was mentally, is that I knew that if Takakesho beat Abby, that we're going to have to see Takayasu get up again and fight because they have to win two in a row. So I knew at that moment the SHIT is going to go down and I'm going to have to watch my favorite wrestler who I adore, who's injured... He's going to force himself to stand up there and and fight if which I think is going to happen. Takakesha is going to beat Avi. Okay, but let's I want to back up a little bit because a lot of terrible things happened like split second one on top of each other. One, the Henka. And, And I know I think it was just last week. I was like, I'm sick and tired of talking about the Henka. And yet I'm not, because here I am talking about the Henka that Avi chose to do a Henka at that point. I was really surprised and disappointed, well, extremely yeah. disappointed mean, that he would do that in a three-way in a three-way championship playoff. A hanka, yeah, but against uh, Takayasu, uh, is, is legal. okay. I didn't like it. Yeah, I he didn't, didn't like meet it. His sumo honorably. Yeah, I think that's what everyone feels. Is like yes. if you're gonna beat Takayasu, beat him fair and square. Because has Takayasu ever done a hanka? No. I don't think I've ever seen him do a hanka. No, ever. Okay, and it's saying like Abi knows he like couldn't win, so like <gasps> cheat. I, Not cheat, but like that's the way it feels. It, it feels. is the way. It feels. It's legal, it feels like a cheap shot, but it just is like it feels like a cheap win. It's and, not fun, and it made me it made me think of the Hakaho Haramafuji when Hakaho did a hanka. Yeah, I thought this is exactly how people felt, but even worse because they were two yokozuna. Right, like I I get this feeling now. It shouldn't be done now. I get that, but the extent of the injury, watching nothing is worse than watching that kind of injury in the center of a, an arena, mm. and. 
a man is on his hands and knees and so, and you can tell something is seriously wrong and it's head and neck related because his he could not even balance enough to be on his hands and knees like his body was yeah, yeah, shifting yeah. Yeah. you I think could that's why everybody had a hard time with it is that it, it was just, awful it, lo- it was awful it was awful and he and he needed help getting off the dolly and even Abby knew it was bad because he looked very unsure of himself there was no like aha i won like he knew that something awful had happened and then for me yeah when they put i was I was aghast when they put Takayasu down to sit on the side of the doyo to watch the next match mm-hmm. because you could tell he was fighting nausea. He mm-hmm. was, and they didn't show him anymore. So I'm assuming he was probably vomiting over there on the side because mm-hmm. that's what happens with a bad head injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all of my EMS training was like, you are kidding me. You're going to have this man sit and watch and maybe wrestle again. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing, like that's the worst marketing like this the worst branding that the JSA could have done ever about how they treat their athletes and head injuries Mm -hmm. was to have a very injured man sitting on the side of the doyo and watching the next match it made me so I mean livid and angry and worried Mm -hmm. it looked terrible it looked awful it was the worst PR move ever to just be like just sit just sit but it's that's tradition and unfortunately that's ritual that's like his, his only option would have been to play through that i mean mm-hmm. can you imagine if it had oh no if it had turned out differently and he had to stand back up there i know we're all we're looking yeah. at each other with that same like look. we got it we, we got it we know what we watched but let's everyone saw it so let's move on to what match happened next which was takakesho versus abby again if abby wins he wins the U-Show. If Takakesha wins, then we have to see the worst fight that we never wanted to see is Takayasu somehow on his feet again fighting Takakesha. And this match, I'll say it was Abi meeting his sumo honorably with Takakesha. And maybe the attempt to do the Henka before was an attempt to save some energy, get one win by cheating or not cheating, but legally, but not uh, honorably to store up your energy for the second fight, which is Takakesho. Maybe that was his approach. And I don't know. That's not wrong. That's that's an approach, you know? But Takakesho got squarely beat, pushed out Oshidashi. But in my opinion, and I know the caliber of wrestler that Takakesho is, I know what he looks like when he's up against the rope. I know when he's got a lot of mojo. I know when he's got all the energy stored up. And it just didn't look to me, I'm not going to say Takakesho threw it, but I'm going to say that he got beat easier than I'm used to seeing. And I thought, did Takakesho do that? Because he doesn't want to, he knows what the destiny is after that, if he wins. He could beat Abby, you know, but he got pushed out and back. And yeah, Abby was all over him, but oh, he, you're didn't, saying maybe... he didn't find his rhythm. And I was like, did he just throw himself on the grenade to, to, keep, ha- to keep Takayasu yes. from having to fight again? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that scenario. I did not. That didn't even enter my mind. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't want to fight my, for the U show. My thought was, who, who would want to fight after watching that injury? Right. Yeah. My thought was, let's get let, I just want this to be done. Like I've had a similar injury. Right. Uh, he not saw that, himself not that he in threw that, it, but 
but that he was shaken. That was yeah. my thought, mm. is everyone is shaken. Let's get this done and over with as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, what it did for me is make it not a clean victory for Abby. Like in my mind, I hate to say it's a tainted victory, but I can't, I had a real hard time rooting for Abby. And if if it had been like a clear win and nobody got hurt, I would have been bummed for Takayasu, right. but I still would have cheered for Abby. Right. But the way things went down, I just thought, oh, it's just it, nothing about this makes me feel comfortable. Mm. I don't know if it's Abby's fault or the JSA's fault, but this does not feel right. I feel like, honestly, I think the JSA should have stepped in and... At, it, okay, in a perfect world, they would have stepped in after the first regulation fight and said, we have a three-way tie. Takayasu is not fit for this championship sumo match. We're going to hold off a week or two, and then we'll have it then. That would, In my perfect world, that would have been the best way to do it. But if they couldn't do that, I mean, at least at least have at least pull Takayasu out and have a doctor look at him like don't wait to have the guy treated and just sitting on the mm -hmm. side of the doyo while you're trying to finish your championship matches up that looks awful yeah like for all their talk of how they're going to treat head injury i feel like they did nothing to help yeah nothing yeah it made me so angry honestly yeah. like les and i did watch this together on day 15 and i remember saying to you i can't believe i just watched that I felt yeah. terrible. Yeah, but it, it's, watching it, I know it. It's sumo, so it's Japanese culture. It's the sport. It's the part that we don't like. I'm and I'm the, not even gonna. It's say the thing. That. It's just awful. Yeah, it's awful. I feel but like it's like they wouldn't. The wrestlers wouldn't do it another way. Any anyway. I don't know. I just think people aren't thinking about head injuries enough. And I, and I feel no, like I've if every... we have a guy that dies last year on the doyo, exactly. Then it, it, they, they it's different. We can't understand it. So so how? Uh, I'm not exactly sure how to wrap this up. But I will say that the basho I, it was a great basho. It was. It was a difficult basho. Leslie thinks it's great basho. I thought We're it was great with most of the time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very emotional basho. I just never could see where it was that it ended like this. But I also yeah. didn't see the tragedy of uh, Takiyasu. By the way, was interviewed exactly after this, and he said. And the first question they asked her, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm okay. Now, we don't know that, but he yeah. can walk out of the joint. He wasn't on a stretcher. These guys deal with all kinds of injuries on a daily basis that could be like this. We're just not used to seeing it. But he said he was okay, and I take him at it at, at I take him at his word, you know? He could at least, I worry more about Ichi Yamamoto, you know? It left a bad taste in my mouth. But I still think Abi. He deserved to win. He won. And it's a new kid. It's a rank and filer, like the third you show in a row that's a rank and filer. And he has said about his coach, I have always been a naughty kid, considered <laughs> considered naughty, always in trouble, the bad boy. He acknowledged that and that this was his way of giving back. And this was his way of proving himself. So, yeah, it wasn't maybe the win we wanted. But we all wanted Takayasu to win. And we just didn't get that. He we did, still got exciting sumo. He he did win a special prize. Yes. As did Hoshoryu. Yes. Who got the technique award and yes. very, very much deserved that one. Unfortunately, Takakesho did not win a prize. Maybe that's why they're talking about Yokozuna status for him. Because they thought, oh, he deserves some prize for yeah. all of his runner-up that he's been doing he lately. He had a great basho. 
So this bra show, very up, very down. It's it's just hard to put in like a, one word on it that encapsulates the whole thing. That's what's really difficult. Maybe unsettling. Unsettling. But emotional. Ugh. That's sumo. Maybe that's another reason they give us a break between Bashos. <laughs> to give us a chance to let all of this settle out. And I know some of you out there really love this Basho and are 100% happy for Abi. And if you're an Abi fan, congratulations. Your man did it. So that's it for us this week at Sumo Kaboom. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.